Hello, my name's Luke and welcome to Keeper Luke Out, episode three. Participating in over 80 competitive events in strongman and powerlifting over a 20-year career. Founder and owner of the Complete Lifestyle Academy. On today's show, we are joined by Alex Beavis. <laughs> well done, mate. <laughs> Got the thing is, these people don't realise... <laughs> That that took you four attempts four, just four to get attempts. those words out. Just here's Alex. Nice to meet you. Let's go. There we go. Yeah. Well, f- thank you very much for coming, it's mate. It's a pleasure. Yeah, I really appreciate it. And um, yeah, I appreciate it. So what I want to do, basically, just to kind of um, explain a little bit about what the podcast is about. So obviously, it's called Keep a Lookout, Keep a Lookout. And I want to get people on the podcast that I'm interested in and things that I can learn because hopefully that creates benefit to the audience as well, basically. So what I want to do is I've got a list of questions that if there was no cameras and I could string you off for an hour and a half, (laughs) I I would ask you basically. Bang them out. Let's go. So, um, and we'll go either way. But the point is, these are questions that I would ask regardless and things that I believe that I would benefit from. And hopefully they'll also benefit other people as well, basically. So, so that's where we are. So I wanted to start the podcast on a statistic and it's about America, but I think it's, it's quite relevant to the UK as well. And it's this, in the United States of America, only one in every 25,000 people have a six pack. Whereas for context, 9% of households are classed as millionaires, which would equal 2,000 in every 25,000 people. Why is it so hard to be in shape in 2023? And is being physically fit the new status symbol? <laughs> <laughs> to be honest, mate, you lost me there at six pack. I was like, suck it in and suck it in. <laughs> you got to no, make sure. The, the point I'm trying to get at is that, um, you know, it, it, I see people and it's becoming harder and harder for people to get, get in shape, basically. And like, I'll give you an example. I was watching a video the other day and it was about London in like 1999. And people are just so much more skinny than they are now. Mm. And why, why is that so difficult, do you think? Why are people so much heavier on average now than what they were 20 years ago? Well, I'll tell you what. <clears throat> I'll put this in context for you. I had a two and a bit hour drive to get here, right? Now, being a man of my age, that means that I need to stop for a piss, <laughs> right? What else did I get whilst I was in the service station? Yeah, I know what I would have got. Go on, what was it? A mask bar? <laughs> what? You've been watching my stuff. I have a Mars bar every day, right? And I have a Chinese takeaway every weekend and obviously lots of other stuff in, in between. But <clears throat> advertising and marketing, I'll put it down to. I really do. I think we're, we're becoming what I call the Amazon Prime nation, <laughs> yeah, right? Yeah. You know, everyone wants everything now, you yeah. know? And people aren't willing to work for something for now, you know? Yeah. But yeah, you know, like I said, I went into, into the service station and I'm... You know, the Mars bars are going, ooh, <laughs> yeah, the crisps yeah. are going, Alex, over here. <laughs> yeah. You know, and it, it is everything so easy, everything's so quick to just grab a, a Mac and D's, a KFC. You know, every Friday and Saturday night, I get an email, and I'm sure you probably do as well. Yeah. And I'm going to point over to the cameraman over there. He probably <laughs> does as well. You know, uh, and, and that is either from Uber Eats, Just Eat, Deliveroo. You know, and probably our phones are listening to this. And when we get off of it and we start scrolling through Facebook, we're going to see adverts yeah. on there as well. So we're just surrounded by quick, easy convenience um, and clever advertising that makes us think and want that we, you know, a particular kind of food or whatever. Yeah, so I think it. personally, that's 
I think we all know the importance of being healthy. You know, it, you know, and we all know the difference. You know, a lettuce is healthier than a flipping Mars. We all know that. Yeah. But when you've got, if you were to go and look around a boardroom of a of an advertising and marketing company that are going to be promoting, you know, a particular product, they don't just go, mm, yeah, I think we'll try Mozart in the background of this. I don't, and I think we'll try blue and orange as the color. It's not just like a think. These guys have got psychologists yeah. that are working in line with current trends and current fashions and it's it's a it's amazing that what they how they can manipulate how people think yeah and then tag that in with a particular time of day yeah yeah i um always joke about this right so i it's not on anymore on the telly and it saddens me to say this right i don't know what camera i should be looking into to say that this, one's right? your one but you I'm can a, look in any of them. I'm a massive X Factor fan, right? Yeah, me too. <laughs> right? Was, yeah. I love it. And I always watch the reruns of it and stuff. And I remember get, coming into the adverts of X Factor, and there was this lady in a bath on the yeah. advert. And she's like, oh, like this. Yeah. You should have a galaxy, you know? Yeah. <laughs> anyway, I was like, yeah, I, sh- <laughs> I should have a galaxy. And I looked at the watch, and I was like, it's about three minutes of adverts. And I was like, how long do you reckon it would take me to get to the shop? <laughs> And I slipped on my trainers, ran to the shop, got back again, <laughs> like choking on this galaxy yeah. whilst X Factor starts again yeah. for me to listen to Leona Lewis yeah. sing out of Christmas number one. Um, anyway, I digressed. I forgot what your question was. No, yeah. So basically marketing. <laughs> y- y- yeah, y- I marketing. think that's the main thing. Yeah. I think yeah. it's the main thing. Ha- yeah. I, 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 um, I wa- as I said, I watched on YouTube the other day, it just randomly come up and there was a picture of, it was like a two hour video of somebody driving around London in 1999. And the average person was just so much. Well, you slimmer. rewind that again to 1989, 79, 49, yeah, you know, and you look at the yeah. lifestyle that different people had. Yeah. You know, I think you can probably compare to your grandparents, great grandparents, you know, obesity wasn't really as, I wouldn't say it wasn't a thing. Of course it was, yeah. but it was nowhere near as, as popular as, as it is now, you know? Do you think it will potentially get worse as well as like, say, for example, when you was younger, you, I, I, I was, I'm assuming that you were into weight training young, mm. whereas like kids nowadays, they're... Do you know what? Up. We're filming this. This is, this is 31st of October. I'm allowed to say yeah. that. Yeah, right? course, it's Halloween. Yeah. Ooh, right? yeah. And um, I, was, uh, I was chatting to my daughter this morning at breakfast at what we should get mummy for Christmas. Yeah. And we were thinking of going down the nostalgic route and buying her a SNES. I don't know what that is. <laughs> oh, oh is it a, is it an old games console? Nintendo six Man, really? No. <laughs> Go on, I'm getting out. No, I think that the one I knew was um Super Nintendo. Yeah, no, that was uh, the, the one I the one I know is the it's got the funny remote like that and you play Goldeneye on it. That was the first one right. I knew. Yeah. But yeah, yeah, sorry, yeah. so you're gonna get Anyway, we just <laughs> Estimations, Luke was here. Sorry, mate. Oh, no, down here. no, I don't remember that. Nah. <laughs> You've just lost at least a thousand followers. <laughs> yeah. you know? My age demographic has just gone off. <laughs> anyway, the point I'm making, right, is that when I was a kid, it was all about, uh, he just bought a SNES up on the screen there. Can you see it? Yeah. Um, yeah, that when I was a kid, you know, computer games, of course, they were there. For me, it was the Sega Master System, Sega Mega Drive, Super Nintendo, all, yeah. so on and so forth, right? But ultimately, it was a lot of, a lot of like football. You know, I was just, it was every weekend, it was out <laughs> on your bikes with your mates, it was playing football, it was, <laughs> yeah. you know, titting about down the river in the fields and stuff. Yeah. I did and, that for the record, by the way. I just didn't have a SNES. <laughs> <laughs> but, you know, like as the kind of we've got older, 
kids more so these days for and, and we can go down a rabbit hole on this yeah, of yeah. why kids don't go out and play in the field certainly i wouldn't let my daughter go to the local park on her own yeah. for obvious reasons yeah, right because yeah. of the weirdos yeah. um but still life is just becoming a lot less active you mm. know and i think sometimes we we feel like we're doing our kids a favor for giving them a bit in a those headsets you know that are like you know yeah, what are they VR. VR. That's it. I yeah, always yeah. want to call them UV headsets. Like, that's, that's dangerous. <laughs> you're showing, yeah, you're, you're, yeah, <laughs> yeah, you're, I'm showing my age yeah. now. But but yeah, that's uh, that's a massive factor, I think, of you know, of, of obesity, no, you know, and, and how things are kind of going that way. When did you? And I, that, no, I get that. When did you first? When did you first? What, like, what's your first memory of lifting weights and training? Like, not just football, but actually going down the gym and lifting weights. I got a set of. Argos, like um, they're like concrete wrapped in like some shit plastic, yeah. you know. And if if you left them for too long, <laughs> they would just disintegrate, right? <laughs> I got a set of them when I was about thirteen or so because I'd always liked watching the world's strongest man. You know, I used same. to tell my mates that my dad was the world's strongest man because <laughs> he could open a bottle of coke with with like yeah, two yeah. fingers, <laughs> you know. Um, <clears throat> but um, no, I, I was really lucky in the school that I went to, and it wasn't a great school, wasn't a great area, but it was one of these schools that's kind of sort of semi-attached to a public leisure centre that oh, had nice. like a little gym in it. Yeah. And the, the, the PE teacher there was, you know, you, you know, you, every kid I think has one teacher they just click with for whatever reason. Yeah. And me and a group of mates, um, and funnily enough, most of this group of mates from when we were like 13, 14, are still in contact now. Uh, and most of us even went down the same career path. Wow, that's interesting. Um, it is, isn't it? Yeah. yeah. And yeah, he said, you know, at lunchtimes, if you want, you can come in and, and use some of the machines. And we did. And, you know, it started to become, rather than playing football five days a week for an hour at lunchtime, it was one day a week, it was the weights. Yeah. And it was two. And before we knew it, you know, we were 15, hitting the weights five days a week at lunchtime, coming yeah. back into class, like showing the girls on bicep yeah, bands, yeah. you know, and stuff. Amazing, you know? though. So that's so probably early. the earliest memory. It was good. Yeah. So do you think that if you had, if there was a history teacher that would have liked you and they would have prioritized, or a maths teacher or something that would have liked you, do you reckon you might not have gone down that route? How Who much knows, do you think it was down right? to that? Who knows? I well. think teachers, I mean, this is another, we, again, we could go down another rabbit hole. Yeah. But teachers are... <clears throat> If, if someone isn't inspiring you. That person clearly had a big influence on you, though. Big time. And if your other friends have also gone into that profession, clearly May like as me. well. So. Yeah, one of them, one guy, um, we actually went and one of our first gym jobs was in the same gym. Yeah. Uh, one of the other guys, one of the first leisure centre jobs that we had, we, we were there together. And one guy I played tennis with for a while and he went off, he even went to Wimbledon. Oh, wow. Um, so yeah, yeah, one guy uh, turned into a pro footballer. Um, wow. Went That's off good. abroad, so yeah. There's, there's definitely, yeah. definitely something there, isn't there? I, I remember, um, like I'm, I'm from a, a town in Wiltshire, and in Wiltshire, it's like being strong is like the ultimate street cred, basically. It's like, right. and you know, I'm sure it is in lots of places, but like particularly in Wiltshire, it's like being able to do fighting and being able to lift stuff. Yeah. It's like the ultimate street cred. You could have a sports car, no one cares. It doesn't mean yeah. anything. <laughs> but if you can bench press, it's like yeah. And we, um. We, we all got into it. I mean, I got into it when I, we all had our mopeds and we would drive to the gym. And I remember we were so like skint because we obviously we were young. The gym membership was 25 pounds. And um, my, my friend would, would, well, I'd have to break my friend into the gym at the bottom and he'd run in the back and the alarm would go <laughs> off. But, but what, I was, what I was trying to get at is that when you're young training, those endorphins you get, you know, it's like a massive buzz, isn't it? And it's like, 
it's a positive, positive loop. And maybe, I don't know whether this is right, but I'm assuming like when you start work and you stop getting that positive loop, you know, is that partly the reason why people find it hard to get back into it maybe, you know? Yeah, I, I think, know. um, I think there's a, there's a number of reasons in there. Certainly for me and the, the, the age, rough age of the person that I tend to work with yeah. is that they've, they've tried certain things. They've, most people get into something because they're in a point of pain, I call it. Yeah. Right? Emotional pain, maybe yeah. a physical pain as well. Yeah. And that could be anything, you know, they just don't like the way they look. They don't like the way they feel. Maybe there's a health condition. Yeah. And they don't want to be in that point of pain. So the, the, the way I explain it is if you go and flip your kettle on, stick your hand on it, you're going to go, oh shit, you're going to pull your hand yeah. away. Yeah. It's hurting. You don't want to be there. So you come away from it. So when you're in a point of pain, people want to come away from that as quickly as possible. So they want to get very quick and fast results. And when you first start going to the gym, like you said, you know, you, you start to feel good from it. This is good, you know? Yeah, I used to love it. But if you're always doing the same sort of thing and, you, you know, you're kind of going in with a little bit too much guesswork, those results are going to eventually slow down. Then yeah. they're going to stop and potentially even go the other way. So what do you do then? Would you want to carry on, you know, using your time to do that when something good's on the telly or it's raining? Yeah. You know, and people then, oh, exactly. You've got loads of other things you could do mm. that are going to give you a reward. If you go out drinking, yeah, all right, you come back a few quid cheaper, you know, um, you know sort of you know, more skin. Yeah. But you've got a result at the end of the day. You went out to get pissed. You had a good time. You're laughing and, and yeah, yeah, there you go. Yeah. You know, I mean, there's the result. Yeah. So people want to do something, get a result, and then you no doubt keep drinking the following yeah, weekend, yeah. the following weekend. Yeah. And it's the same with the training. So, so yeah, we, we tend to work with people that have kind of got to, a point where they've tried something, got some results, but then failed and stopped. Yeah. But then they've then increased their body weight, their health has decreased, they start to feel worse about themselves, and they repeat the cycle, albeit probably different things, different personal trainers, different gyms, different yeah. diets. And eventually they're like, you know, I need some proper professional help. And they come to us. Yeah, nice. And um, we that take that rewarding. guesswork. Oh, yeah, it's amazing. Yeah. It's the, as far as I'm concerned, it's the best job in the world. Yeah. People come to you in, in that point of pain, having tried everything, think there's no way they can change. They think they're a lost cause. Yeah. And then we take the guesswork away, make it completely realistic, going back to the Mars bar a day yeah. and you know the Chinese takeaway every weekend, and realize that you can actually have the best of both worlds and continue going because yeah. you're continuously getting the reward. And you're back to enjoying it again like yeah. you did when you was younger. Yeah, you, like if you're always getting something out of something, that you wanted to get out of it, yeah. Why would you ever stop? Yeah, you, you no, know, I you like wouldn't, it. would you? It's, you know, if you're always going, if you're always going gambling and you're always coming out and you're always winning, you're gonna always want to keep going, aren't you? Because yeah. you're always adding to your pocket. You know, when, it's the same thing. When when did you um when did you first know <clears> like because obviously you've got a background in and we'll go into it with the uh, strong man and powerlifting as well, which I want to understand the difference between them. But when did you first know that you were strong though? Because obviously away from your business, you're also like, it's great that you do a business in that and that's fantastic. But obviously at some point you must have had a natural aptitude for being strong. So were you, when you all started at the gym together, were you strong straight away or were you noticeably? No, not at all. And you know what? When, like I said, when I was a kid at school, <clears throat> honestly, I think the machines now that the entire machine I could lift with one arm. Do you know what I mean, they were real toy town kind oh, of yeah. things, you know? Yeah. Great for... Joe Bloggs, yeah. uh, you know, they want to pay that typical leisure center, keep fit type of membership. Yeah. But I do remember um, my, one of my first jobs was working as a lifeguard. <clears throat> and um, from there, yeah, it's cool, yeah, isn't it? It's a yeah, good job. Great, yeah. I thought it was wicked. Yeah. Um, 
But from that, I was able to dip my toe into different areas and I became a football coach, a badminton coach, a basketball coach. The list goes on and on and on because they would just fund you to run kids' parties, you know? Yeah, yeah. But one of them was to become a gym instructor. And um, I went into the gym first ever time and had my induction when this was a thing. You know, you had to have an induction, you know? And um, I remember one of my mates was, was was the gym instructor and he was laughing at me because I think I was only bicep curling the six kilo dumbbells. Wow. Right? So I remember, no, I wasn't strong. Or certainly, I didn't have the willingness to apply myself yeah, yeah. to be strong. Yeah. And that's a real difference. You know, if you can apply yourself, you can achieve a hell of a lot more. Anyway, this leisure centre gym, they went up to 25 kilo dumbbells. Yeah, right? which a lot of them only do, don't they? A lot back, certainly yeah, back then, yeah, that yeah. was the standard. You want to go any more than that, you had to go to a specialist gym. Yeah. Um, but yeah, they, towards I got, uh, as I got towards being able to lift these 25 kilo dumbbells in different planes of motion, they ended up buying in 27s, 30s, and 32s. Yeah. Literally for me and my friend, we used to train together. And then when we started to be able to do those for multiple reps and set, we thought, right, we're going to have to move gyms. <clears throat> but when we first joined that gym, we looked at these guys that could lift these, you know, these large weights, or certainly at the time looked like large yeah, weights. Yeah, yeah. And because they were in a string of vest and to us appeared to have muscles, we thought, well, you know, we must be pretty strong. Like, you know, we must have this kind of inner gift. Then we moved to, um, to it's called the Bob Prowse Health Club. And uh, Dave Prowse was um, Darth Vader. Okay. Right, so it was his brother's gym. Yeah. Not, not that that's anyway relevant. And we went in there, and I remember my first day walking in there, this was like, you know, Kent's gym. You know, if you wanted to be big, if you wanted to be strong, that's where you train. I imagine Kent's one of them places as well where it's like a big state. It's like being strong is a big thing in Kent, I think, isn't it? Same with like boxing as well. Yeah, it's a big boxing yeah. Thing you know, lots Kent. of nightclubs, you yeah. know, in Kent, Dorman. certainly in Maidstone because that was yeah. where I was from. It was the, yeah. you know, it was the, the county town of Kent. And I remember walking in there, walking into one of the changing rooms. And as I opened the door, a guy came out. And I just remember step, just walking in and being like head on with his chest. And just thinking, oh my God, I am now a little fish in a big pond. Um, But the same thing happened. Me and my mate, we, 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 you know, we trained, we trained, we trained, we trained. We became pretty well known, you know, in that gym for being, you know, these guys that were pretty strong. And in this, uh, this health club, I've still got the hoodie now. It's all torn to pieces uh, with all these sponsors on it. They developed a powerlifting team. And it was from that gym that I went into powerlifting, me and my friend, rocked up at our first competition. You started it. Yeah, well, effectively, I suppose you could say that, yeah. And then, yeah, then, you know, sort of life moves on and we moved on to different gyms and stuff, but that was where it all kind of started, really, yeah. How how old were you there when you you first did your first powerlifting competition? Uh, 1998. Wow. So, what was I? 16? Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Oh, very early then. Yeah, yeah, in the juniors, yeah. So what, what, what's the... What's the difference between powerlifting and strongman for people that don't? So, so powerlifting. I don't know the difference. No, no, no that's cool. There's, there's the real common like misconception between weightlifting, Olympic lifting, yeah. strongman, you know, yeah, yeah. CrossFit, you know, blah blah blah. Yeah. But no, powerlifting <clears throat> is three lifts generally in a in a in a, main, in a full competition: the squat, the bench press, and the deadlift. Okay. And basically, it's one rep max. You literally that's... lift as heavy as you can from A to B. And and, and 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 okay, so that's powerlifting. And then what are those three things? That, are they chest press? Would you say so squat? So squat to start yeah, with. Yeah, squat. Um, but the rules are very, are very strict. So 
for example, with a bench press, a lot of people know the bench press, right? Yeah. You're laying on your back, you unrack yeah. away, it comes down to chest, push it back up again. Yeah. Um, but you would have to unrack it and be told by the judge when you could start lowering it. Wow. Because it has to be dead still. Yeah, and you, you have to not be using momentum. No, no, then, then when they say start, you bring it down onto your chest, they have to see the bar is absolutely still. So you, yeah. if that bar's rolling around, they won't say press. So you've got to wait there. I have to wait on your chest as well. Until, you know, obviously if you've you know, trained for it, which, yeah. you know, you learn very quickly, it will be onto your chest. They see it still, they say press, and away you go. But then when you've got it to a full arm's length at the top, when it's still, they'll tell you then to rack. So you've got all of them as well. Mm, Yeah. Oh wow. So as where so people used to say to me, oh you know, Alex, what what can you bench press? You know, because it's the typical kind of locker room chat. What do you bench? What do you bench, mate? What do you bench? Um, And you'd say the number, and people be like, oh, was that it? And then you say it's not like bounce off your chest and back up again, or it's not come down to you know a fist distance or what. Yeah, it's comp rules, judging standards. It makes a world of difference yeah no i can see that yeah so what so that's powerlifting, and then what about strongman so how so how because you've competed in strongman as well yeah right? yeah, yeah yeah so so how what is there like five events for that ten is that are there yeah i mean the or? thing is with strongman it's <laughs> it can all change so you still can have those static movements in world's strongest man i don't think they've ever done a one rep match bench press but they certainly have done deadlift you know okay, you, we yeah. all know the deadlift the bars on the floor yeah. you, you pick you i love pick watching world's strongest man yeah so the, with the deadlift a lot of the time in strongman it's just about how they can just be i mean he swore then it right, you can swear. it's just how they we'll can make it, it as awkward as possible in my opinion that's what yeah. they try and do so um it's odd isn't it like they have to lift a it's like a if they have to shoulder press they're doing a, a wooden yeah, it's like a log. Yeah, log. Yeah, yeah sorry. So yeah. the handles are this way. Yeah. As where, you know, conventional gym machines are all yeah. this way. And it's just, you, you know, it's not like a clean where you clean it up like you would do a barbell. Yeah. It's got to be a roll and a flick and, and it might be an axle, for example. So rather than being a, a standard sort of, you know, two-inch diameter of a barbell, it'll be like a five-inch barbell. So you can't yeah. even get your thumb round. You almost can't practice on it maybe in normal gyms as well. Well, like it's standard gym, no. Standard no. gym, you're not going to get that. So yeah, we would have to go somewhere relatively specialist or, or treat yourself and get something uh, yourself yeah. at home. But like even like the, the moving medleys, so you'd have maybe 25, 30 meters where you'd have maybe five, six objects here that could be a sandbag. Now a sandbag that could be full to the brim with sand. It could be ever so slightly short oh, of it yeah. and it's flopping about. It could be an anvil, you yeah. know, it could be a keg. It could be all sorts of things. You've got to pick it up, leg it, dump it, come back in. So you've yeah. got that cardiovascular, you've got the agility, you've got the flexibility, mobility, as well as just brute strength as well. Yeah. Is your average um, power lifter more, is, is your average power lifter heavier than your average strongman? It's, it's uh, it? you generally will have weight categories. Oh, really? Oh, so I yeah, so in, um, nice. I'll see if I can get this right. So in powerlifting, depending on the federation, because obviously you've got different feds yeah. and that have different rules yeah. and stuff, but usually it's, the, the, what's classed like the super heavyweights would be 125 kilos and over. Yeah. Then you've got under 120s, under 105s, under 93. This is kilos. Yeah. Under 93, under 83, under 73, under 66. And I think for men, it probably stops there. Yeah. Um, so, so yeah, there's all those different categories. Nice. Um, and yeah, I think strongman will have a very similar kind of sort of system. It would be unfair, wouldn't it, for 
someone like a name that we probably all know, yeah. even in 20 years when this podcast is still being listened to. Yeah, hopefully, yeah. Hathor Beyonce, Eddie Hall, you know, all these people, Brian Shaw, they're all like 200 kilos in body weight and up. Yeah. Not really fair they get to compete against, you know, your little yeah. mate down the road that's 66 kilos that's, you yeah. know, dominating his class. They wouldn't be able to compete together. It would yeah, be completely it, ridiculous. So, it, so it's, it's a bit like um, bodybuilding to a certain extent as yeah, well. Yeah, you've got your categories. It's category bodybuilding. When with, um, <clears throat> I'm assuming, because obviously I know you've participated in bodybuilding as well mm, for a yeah. period. So long time so, ago. Yeah, so out of with with bodybuilding did you have like a the reason why i'm asking about the bodybuilding in terms of a hero is because i, I like i don't know i'm just assuming that more people are more likely to have resonated with bodybuilders maybe than with like strength trainers and yeah. powerlifters yeah. but did you have a hero growing up as a bodybuilder like 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 in terms of someone that you looked up to yeah probably wonder woman no no in all honesty you know look i i grew up in the era of action movies, you know what yeah. I mean? We're talking like growing proper. up proper through the 80s, Sylvester Stallone, Arnold Schwarzenegger, Arnold, yeah. Van Damme. I mean, the list goes on and yeah. on and on. And, um, you know, I suppose really when you look at or any of those action films, effectively they're all bodybuilding. Yeah. You know? um, but in terms of actually looking on stage, at on stage bodybuilders, <clears throat> one of the, the best books, and I would still recommend this to anybody now, you almost need to be a bodybuilder to, to own it because it's massive and heavy. <laughs> It was called the, um, called the, it's black and grey. It's called the Arnold Schwarzenegger Encyclope Encyclopedia of Modern Bodybuilding. Oh, wow. It's about 20, 25 quid. Always has been about that price. Yeah. But it goes through everything, right? From the history of bodybuilding, loads of exercises, routines, you know, how to Amazing. tan, diet. It's brilliant. It, it kind of just covers everything in, you know, a sort of an overflow, like a bit of a skim over kind of version. It's nothing, every, nothing is totally... Um, He's got it up on the screen. Yeah. Play to him. Yeah. You know, nothing he's gone into in fine detail, but it's enough, yeah, you know, for you to make a difference. Um, a lot of people could learn a lot from that now, I bet. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. But yeah, so oh, Arnold Schwarzenegger yeah. was, was obviously in many, I think his name sometimes is, is kind of just chucked around and almost, almost joked at. But that guy's dominated three different careers in his He's an animal. Absolute legend, yeah. you know. So he was great, you know. I used to like um, Lou Ferrigno, who was yeah. the original Hulk. Um, going back even further, Franco Colombo, that was um, Arnie's training partner. Um, oh, was he a smaller man? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, I yeah, yeah. personally think he had better physique. Yeah, yeah. Arnie used to train with him and used to say he had it. Yeah, there was, I yeah. remember seeing something about that, yeah. And there's another guy, Frank Zane, as well. I used to think he had an amazing physique. But, you know, that things move on, you know, and, yeah. and people now talk a lot about Jay Cutler. Yeah. Uh, Ronnie Coleman. There's, an, there's that. Who's Mr. I can't remember Mr. Olympia at the moment. He's called, it's not uh, Phil Heath, is it? He's, he's no, there's another well. one. Uh, ch uh, uh, Mr. Ch uh, his name <laughs> begins with a C anyway. But but yeah, my my favourite person that I love to because I love watching the training videos on YouTube and all yeah, that. Yeah. I'm sure everyone's watching. Of course them, they do. But yeah. I loved Ronnie Coleman. Yeah, buddy. <laughs> yeah, he's just an animal. <laughs> I mean, it's a shame to see what Ronnie's like now in terms of his uh, in terms of his health and stuff, but. Ronnie was just a monster, wasn't he? Yeah, he I don't think they'll replicate that. No. I mean, um, from the interviews that I've seen, um, the likes of Arnold Schwarzenegger and stuff weren't really a fan of that physique because it kind of, it, it almost went too far. Yeah. You know, and athletes were, were being in real bad health conditions afterwards because yeah. they took things so far. Yeah. 
<clears throat> excuse me, in the terms of their drug use, in terms of their dehydration, to yeah. just be able to look like that anatomy chart. But, yeah. you know, whether it is right or wrong to look at someone who's taken their physique to something that pff, an alien would be surprised yeah. to see that, you know? What was so cool about Ronnie as well was he was a police officer up until... In Texas, like, yeah, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Imagine that, getting pulled over know, by that. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry, officer. Yeah. I won't do it again. It's It's... When you see him now, it's like it's heartbreaking, really. But so Ronnie, Ronnie could, Ronnie probably could have been a powerlifter as well, right? Because he, he was, was like freak. Oh, oh was, he, he was, was to was start he? with. Oh, yeah, oh, that makes sense. He was a strong dude. So he built a good base, maybe, and then a lot of powerlifters yeah. take that transition. You know, yeah. they get the you know you you lift heavy weights for long enough, you end up building some nice mature muscle, yeah. and you know, I mean, look, injuries are, and I'm sure that's probably one of your questions. Yeah, I've actually got a question. Yeah, on injuries. Thought so. yeah, yeah. Injuries are, are obviously quite high certainly amongst the amateurs, because you don't have the intuition to think about tomorrow, you know, and think about next week, next month, the next yeah. competition, the next payday. Yeah. Um, but yeah, the amount of injuries you pick up, certainly as a powerlifter and as a strong man, I mean, I don't remember not being injured. Really? Honestly, probably since 2001, 2002, I don't remember not feeling pain. Wow. Um, and this will lead me on to some problems with my own personal health, yeah. with medication that I was not unbeknown to me at the time addicted to. Um, but yeah, so when you, when you're lifting like shit off heavy weights all the time and you're always working towards that next competition, of course injuries are going to happen. You can't, I suppose you have to just forget they're there, don't you? Like, the, the uneducated exerciser's mind would absolutely go for that. And I did that too. Yeah. Uh, or you find something to find a way around it. Yeah. So that's what bodybuilding can actually become quite attractive. Because you no longer want to have a gut, because a lot of powerlifters will have a gut, you yeah, know, because yeah, they're eating yeah. a lot. You yeah, know, you're yeah. lift, you're, you're 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 competing to the top of your weight category all the time. You don't want to yeah. be. You don't want to be light in your weight category because. No, yeah, advantage. exactly. You're competing yeah. against bigger boys. You know, yeah, yeah. bigger boys will always win, <laughs> wouldn't they? Um, so yeah, you know, so bodybuilding can be quite quite attractive because there's. You, don't get me wrong. You're still training at an um, incredible intensity to yeah. achieve incredible results. But you're not necessarily lifting through a range of motion that perhaps maybe your body isn't necessarily yeah. used to. You can manipulate stuff. It can be a bit lighter. You can be sent. You can train around injuries. I think you've got a lot more scope to do that. Yeah. You know, than just have. If you're squat bench dead, squat bench dead, squat bench dead over and over and over, doing it all to comp standard, something's going to go eventually. Yeah, and for yeah. most people, it does. Overuse, over, 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 repetitive, isn't it? Repetitive, yeah, yeah. yeah. So with the so obviously that's that's one part of your life which is a career in its own right, <laughs> and um, obviously you've 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 got your business. Um, so I've seen online, I don't know, a hundred transformations, you know, loads and loads of transformations, and they're brilliant. Um, some of them are like jaw dropping as well. <laughs> some are, of the transformations. <laughs> but yeah. one thing I've seen with the pictures that I've seen with the transformations is how much happier people look. Forget about <laughs> losing weight. Yeah. You know, I, I seen a lady the other day on your page and she just, she looked, she looked 10 years younger. Yeah, it's brilliant. Huh? And yeah, she had lost weight, but she actually looked like her face looked so different. And I thought it was amazing. But what I wanted to understand is in the Complete Lifestyle Academy program, when somebody signs up, what, because obviously they're gaining your knowledge, which I understand, but it's not going to be, you're not going to become a bodybuilder or a strength athlete, but obviously you tailor it to suit them. But what does somebody get with that program basically when they sign up and come on board with your business i mean i could sit here and, and tell you i'd happily talk all day long about what that program does it is realistic and it's sustainable um <clears throat> like i said you know a few minutes ago you know most people have attempted weight loss or attempted mm -hmm. 
a journey into feeling and looking better. And ultimately, in the long run, they failed because yeah. they may have achieved the result for their holiday, for the wedding, etc., etc. But have they kept that result? No. So they're forever yo-yoing, not just in their weight and in their health, but in their mental health as yeah. well. So when they come to us, it's it's an elite level of accountability. It's a world-class level of support, mm. um, as well as cutting the crap. You know, we, we were chatting before we hit record, right, about yeah. how much just bullshit there is and how much little snippets of information, how many people are chatting online when they're not even qualified. Yeah. You know, and that, you know, if you go through my social media, don't get me wrong, you're going to see the odd photo of me of the top off on holiday or, you know, where I've had a professional photo shoot. Yeah, yeah. But otherwise, why would I, why would I go into a standard gym and take my shirt off and have a workout? That's what, do you know what I mean? What's all that about? You know, I'm not uh, a shaved chest and Colgate smile kind of guy. (laughs) When I say I have a Mars bar every day, well, I'm actually going to tell a lie. To down the way up, it was a Twix. Okay, fair enough. But it was the Twix duo, you know, the big ones. Yeah. No, it wasn't a white one, man. Not common. (laughs) I fancy one of them. (laughs) But, um, you know, it's understanding. The main thing that people need to do is to understand what's realistic and what's sustainable for them in their life. Yeah. So if you go and do something like a, and I'm going to try and say what it is without saying what it is, a uh, a program that watches your weight and you get weighed in every week for £4.50 and then get yeah. told by Sue, who isn't qualified in any way, shape or form, why they have or haven't lost weight. Yeah. That doesn't help. You know, public embarrassment in front of a group of 30 people. Mm. Or if you're going to a club that helps you to slim and it tells you that eating pasta is a sin. What the sin? Who are they? The Pope? Do you know what yeah, I mean? Like, yeah. this is wrong. People shouldn't be told this kind of stuff. As I said before, you know, we've, we've got um, advertising and marketing is almost what makes the world go. Yeah. It forces us to buy things, look at things, you know, even, even this that we've got here, yeah. people will be attracted to that yeah. visually yeah. and will want to find out more because of it yeah. or because I'm wearing a Ralph Lauren shirt <laughs> yeah. and you're wearing a new Salaron yeah, shirt. Yeah, yeah. People will switch on to that yeah. and it manipulates people. So what they're getting to know through me is, is how to create a structure and a routine that they had when they were a baby. You're born, you know, Mummy wipes your bum. Mummy feeds you at this time. Mm-hmm. She puts you to bed at this time. You go to school at this time. <laughs> you, you have an English lesson at this time, a PE lesson at this time, an after-school club at this time. And that you follow some sort of structure and routine right the way through until you're 16 or you're 18 you get some kind of qualification. So there you go. Routine, result. Yeah. Right? And that's how we live our life. Then you get the result. Then what happens? Then you're earning your own money. Then you've got your own house. And the choices and the routine become a little bit different. And you start to gain weight. Interesting. Yeah. How many people do you know from when you were 16 are in the same shape then? No. Now. Very, very few. Yeah. Very, very few. Some people have gone down a yeah. professional sports career or yeah. whatever and obviously are, but the majority of us, we find beer, we find the opposite sex, we find takeaways, yeah. we find comfy settees and yeah. whatnot, <laughs> and life goes down a different road. Yeah. And it's that's the way it is. Um, so what they're getting with us is a structure built yeah, back in like, again. Yeah. That suits you. So you could be, um, let's just use a man for his example, right? You could be a single man. You could be a single man with a girlfriend, or you could be a married man. A married man with one kid, two kids, three kids, five kids. Yeah. And then you could be a shift worker, or you could be someone that doesn't work, or you could be someone that works from home. Or, you know what I mean? And so yeah. every single person is totally unique. 
that's before we look at your age, your sex, your height, what sort of activity levels you've got per day. Yeah. So the calories you're going to need are going to be so different to someone else. Yeah, I get so it. So this whole kind of just come and have a three shakes a day with this herbal lifing type. Yeah, yeah, you see what yeah, I'm doing yeah. there? Clever, yeah, yeah. Um, you know, or this plussing juice type yeah, thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It, it, it it will work for you in the here and there. You know, they do exact just like what's that paint? Um Ronsil does yeah. exactly what it says on the yeah, tin. Yeah, yeah. Absolutely does. But how long is it gonna last for? Yeah. And this is where people become a little bit gullible. But you know what I said about that point of pain? Yeah. Oh, I don't want to be in a point yeah, of pain. Yeah. So they do something that they see through advertising and marketing. Yeah. The Kellogg's special K advert's a great one. You know, a lady, oh, she's got lovely glossy hair. Yeah. Oh, she's got lovely <laughs> lipstick on. And yeah. she goes, Oh, I'll have this bowl of cereal maybe a strawberry you know and she dives into the pool comes out the other side and their kids are smiling and she sees her husband they have a warm embrace yeah. and it's like yeah that, really that ain't gonna last mate. you know <laughs> no, what I mean no, the no, truth no. of the matter is, yeah. is you're gonna come downstairs in yeah. a dressing gown you're all over the place yeah. eat a strawberry that's off and spit it out <laughs> and the dog has it your kids are gonna come downstairs mama broke me ipad yeah. and the husband's gonna be farting on the set and scratching his ass <laughs> that's real life yeah. Yeah. do you know what I mean so what they get from us is a structure and a routine that is so unique, so bespoke. Every single human being that we work That's with, brilliant. it's tailored to them, their likes, their dislikes. We're yeah. never going to tell someone that you can't eat this or you must exercise like this. Yeah. Because if I, if I gave you something now that you didn't want to do, how long are you going to do it for? Well, or you'll tell me you've done it I, I, when you didn't. Well, you're very big, so I'll do it whilst you're here. But <laughs> <laughs> when you leave the room, I'd probably stop you're doing like, it. Ah, I'll see you. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but no, yeah. So, I mean, the, the key is basically is trying to refine people's passion that they used to have maybe years ago for just naturally being healthy and getting back into a routine. Do you know what? I, I, you have to make sure you listen carefully when I say it, right? It's about finding someone's anchor, right? So if you apply to work with us now, we get five and a half, at the moment in 2023, we get between five and a half and 6,000 applications every year to work wow. with us, right? Yeah. I probably only take 200 of those calls yeah. because if you say to me, you want to lose a few pounds or a couple of stone because you got your holiday or your wedding, I'm not working with you because I know it ain't going to last. Mm. And I know that, yeah, you will be one of my before and afters. Oh, thanks very much. Yeah. But then what about the, the after after? You know, where in six months' time you're like, oh, oh, what a brilliant holiday I had in Benidorm. Yeah. You know what I mean? Be in good shape. <laughs> yeah. So yeah. I don't want to work with people like that. Yeah. I want to find the real reason. This is why, probably, I'd say, thirty percent of blokes that get onto a call with me end up crying on that call. Really? Yeah. Only last night, I very nearly ended up in tears myself talking to this. That's guy nice. Because, they can open up with you. Yeah, because you have to build that trust. If yeah. you're going to work with me, you're going to invest your hard-earned cash into changing your life forever, we need to make sure there's a reason for it that you ain't never going to go back. Yeah. You know, and so realistic, you're never going to go back. And a lot of the time, it's because of, well, for me, I got diagnosed with chronic kidney disease. Um, I was not far off 25 stone, albeit, yes, I was an athlete and I was massive and I was strong, but I was eating 8,500 calories a day of shite you know, to get me to that big, to be able to lift that amount of weight. That's five stone heavier than Tyson Fury, put into perspective. <laughs> you better watch out, yeah, no, Tyson. But he, right? <laughs> he, he's 20 stone, so you were five stone, yeah. you were 20%. And bearing in mind, I'm probably a foot shorter than him, I'm not. Yeah, that's, you know what I mean? yeah, that's heavy. Um, it's a lot of mass. But yeah, for <laughs> me, I had to look, if it hadn't been for my daughter, I would have carried on. Mm. I would have carried on, okay, you know, I would have carried on and probably yeah. ended up killing myself through doing what I was doing, because I loved it. 
But I looked at my daughter that was about four at that time, and I was like, yeah, you need to see me walk you down the aisle. You yeah. need to see me be there and support you through your first day at secondary school, your yeah. first job. And, you know, like they say, your life flashes before your eyes. Her life flashed before my eyes. My yeah, wife's amazing. eyes, you know, life flashed before my eyes, so on and so forth. And that was my anchor. And I lost, through my own, from my own program, effectively, 10 and a half stone in 14 and a half months. Wow. And touch wood, whatever, you know, I've pretty much kept near enough for all of that off yeah. and probably given myself back a hell of a lot of years back on my life because I had the anchor. Yeah. So if, if someone's listening to this now, oh, yeah, I want to get in shape. And the expertise. To be able yeah, to do yeah, it. absolutely. Yeah. It, it, but then I think it isn't, personally, I don't think it is expertise. I think it's just the application of common sense. Fair if you've enough. gone down the road of, Fair I refer to a fly buzzing around a window, right? How many times you've been sat in your dining room and you hear this, <laughs> dunk, yeah. Dunk, <laughs> dunk, over and over and over and you're like come on mate look up i've opened the window for you fly out so it's about continuously making the same mistake if you're always applying the same thing and getting the same result which isn't what you want you need to change what you're doing yeah and do something that is realistic and is sustainable um so yeah my point being is yes people get structure they get routine they get we give them recipe books we, we're in touch with them every day you know all of this yeah, i was going to ask that is, is there a regular because I feel like mm. that would be something that would really help a lot of people is being able to have someone they can talk to regularly. It's accountability. Yeah. It's you, you have that in built yeah, in the program. Yeah. First couple of weeks, we're in contact pretty much every day. Yeah. that would. We're in contact with them. They have like a, a check-in form they have to fill in every week. Yeah. We have a, a weekly group Zoom call. Yeah, brilliant. They have what we call accountability pods. So we match them up with people and they have a little WhatsApp wow. group. Wicked. Our staff jump into that as well and keep them going. It's like... So they get like a social, they get... Uh, oh, yeah. Like and then we have live events as well. Yeah, you know, nice. we, we done, did one a little while ago where we hired out this um, 12th century monastery, right? <laughs> like completely r irrelevant to health and fitness, right? <laughs> but we had in, at the time, they were Great Britain's most popular medieval reenactment company. Yeah. So they came down, they taught us how to sew, how to cook, how to use axes, oh, swords that. and shit. It was wicked. So we had about 120 odd people come all the way down wow. there to where I live. Some people had even like, you know, flown in That's or amazing. whatever. And it was wicked. And m probably most of those people that were there are still with us now. That's oh, brilliant. Because it's about, you know, if you can make something fun, you know, and this is the thing about exercise. If you know you've got to go out, oh, I've got to go out running again tonight. I can't be bothered. X factors on the telly, right? Yeah. You know, and you look out the window and it's raining. You're going to do it, are you? Do you know what I mean? How long is it going to be until... Depends how big your anchor is, I guess, if you've, if you've got that anchor. Exactly. Because so, I was just thinking, like, I wouldn't do it now, but, like, for example, when I used to box when I was younger, I won't even think about it. I'd be out... I used to prefer running in the rain. I used to feel like it gave me an advantage. Yeah, yeah. So, But obviously, I had that massive anchor then, which was because I wanted to box, I wanted to perform. And, and also, on that night, win, so. when you were up against someone else... Yeah, gave you an advantage. To exactly. Feel, I wasn't yeah. going into one of my strongman comps to come second, was I? No. You know, ever. You know, yeah. as much as people go, oh, I'm just there to compete. No, you're not. Yeah. You're there because you want to do the best you possibly can, yeah. whether it's first or last. And that's a driver. That's your anchor. What was the, uh, was the best place to find you online for, you, for the business? Well, anywhere. Yeah, you're everywhere. Yeah? <laughs> you're everywhere. You can't hide. We've got a podcast. Um, it's not quite as flashy as this one. We haven't got, <laughs> haven't got chairs like this. We've got my dining chairs. Yeah, nice. That's um, and that's called The Real Podcast. That's on Spotify. Yeah. Um, We've got a couple of channels on Facebook. You just put my name in. Yep. Um, and do you know what? Let's get the jokes out there. 
Beavis, yeah. <laughs> Beavis, Beavis. <laughs> yeah. It's B-E-E-V-I-S. Thanks very much. Get it out there. You probably don't even know what I'm talking about, do you? No, I do. Oh, you do? <laughs> yeah. No, no, no. Um, yeah, so we're on, we're on Facebook, Instagram, uh, TikTok, YouTube, uh, LinkedIn. We're, we're everywhere. So if I put in the... So if someone puts in the Complete Lifestyle Academy, comes in as well, well as Well, now you see, here's a, a bone of contention. So up until now, that is exactly who we have been yep. sort of recognised yep. as. However... We are noticing that we're getting more and more men either approaching or over 40 than we do anything else. So we're actually moving over gradually to a to another name, okay. which is called the Everyman Project. And nice. that's going to have its own flashy website and everything's going to be all flashy, you know. And But it's, everything Everyman we talk project. about is going to be geared towards men. It's not to say we won't work with women. Um, it's just, you know, if, if that's what the... The world is telling us yeah. that you know that men want my help specifically yeah, yeah then we'll we'll tailor everything and we'll start talking about you know testosterone and we'll start talking about hair loss and things that are relevant to, to you know yeah. to that particular type of person so um put your name in basically on social yeah, media search for Alex and send yeah. you a dm i guess yeah send you a dm, send me a DM. cool all right um so what i've got i mean i've got a few more. I mean, th- these questions are just pure for vanity for me. Not vanity, like intrigue for me, basically, yeah. So You're just trying always... to get free help, aren't yeah, you? Yeah, they, 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 yeah. So, but, um, we, well, well, before I go into that, actually, we, you mentioned brief, uh, briefly on injuries. So, I mean, we spoke about that, haven't we, really? But but you've had, I mean, I suppose you, you had things with your shoulder, things with your neck. I would I'm imagine. due a knee replacement. Oh, really? That's a nice one. You wait till we go downstairs, <laughs> you listen to it. That'll put Thanks. you off your lunch, that will. Yeah. Um, I've torn both my biceps open. <laughs> um, that was through that was through pulling a twenty-five ton lorry behind me. <laughs> that, was, that was mad. Yeah, I've had I've torn this pec. I think it's twenty-three times. Oh, of varying um, gradients. Um, at the moment, I've got a tricep tear in my left in my left tendon in my in my tricep there, which really irritates you when they're opening doors and stuff. <laughs> so and the list goes on and on and on. Yeah, it's it's insane. So um, you mentioned as well about the uh, kidney disease. Mm. I, I'm just jumping the gun here, but was that from pain medication? Or yeah, from? that's from the, the wonders of ibuprofen. And it, yeah. That, it, yeah, really. Well, that, you, they, can't, they can never say, Mr. Beavers, this is what caused your problem. Yeah. Um, but they, they've put it down to, to three things, which I think make perfect sense. One is, in all honesty, probably for the last, probably for... Up until I got diagnosed, probably at least 10 years, I was taking a whole packet of ibuprofen every single day, seven days a week. Because of injuries? Yeah, because I'd have a competition. I was competing at least every three months. And you go, oh, elbow problem. Oh, that's all right. I'll just pop a couple of ibuprofen, get through my bench press session. You know, and, and, and it would. Um, on competition day, I'd probably do two packets. Wow, you know? that's crazy. You'd have the shits, like, immensely. <laughs> And you'd think, I'm I just, thought they might I'm just do nervous. The opposite. I thought it might do the opposite where it clogs you up. <laughs> but maybe, try it. See how, it gets, <laughs> see how you get on. But, um, but yeah, that was, um, <laughs> that was what they were saying was a, was a big part of it. Obviously, also, I had a weight I wanted to deadlift for this competition, yeah. which I thought would secure me the win. Um, and for me to be able to do that, you know, there's an expression called mass moves mass. So, the, you know, I was never, I'm 5'10", 5, 5'11". 5, you know, some of these guys are... You're a good 5'11", you know, though. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I, I'm 5'10". I thought you were maybe because you're wider. You just have like a bigger. Maybe the hills. <laughs> yeah, they're not on camera. Look. Yeah, yeah. I, I would have put you in six foot. But yeah, fair yeah. enough. Yeah. So <laughs> a lot of the guys I was competing against, you know, 
they had bread rolls on the back of their neck. Do you know what I mean? They were yeah. massive. And yeah. I was like, shit, if I'm going to win, <laughs> I really need to become them. So, yeah, I started eating more and more and more. And I got up to eight and a half thousand calories a day. Yeah. and was putting that in every, every day for about a year. Now, to put it in perspective, a tuna sandwich, you're looking at like 350 calories. So you just put that in perspective of how much, you know, I was eating to get the calories there because I was lazy and also sort of an inner sort of chubster, really. I would be having McDonald's. I would, you know, every day. Really? Because you just uh, want the calories. Domino's, two for Tuesday. Bosh, done. You know what I mean? That'd be dinner one night, breakfast the following morning. And this was a continuous thing. And when you do that, and a lot of it was shit food, I'm not going to lie, you know, you, you try and eat... 5,000 calories in chicken salad. You ain't going to stop eating chicken salad for a whole no. So there was a lot of shit food. There was a lot of good food as well, but like I'd have like beef stew with loads of dumplings in it. Or yeah. I'd have a bacon sandwich, but it'd be 20 rashes of bacon in that sandwich, you know? Wow. So it was great whilst I was doing it, but that's obviously paid apart. And then there's one other thing, which they said it is called ramdolosis. I don't know if you've heard of this before, but it's quite common in people that go through like major sort of physical trauma. So if you're in a real bad car crash, you know, and all your body gets smashed up, yeah. your, your kidneys basically can't filter the damage that's happened to your muscles. The inflammation, is it? Mm, like well, it's just, um, yeah, the damage that your, your, your muscles obviously go through. Wow. So you also find it in like endurance athletes. So if you're like wow. say, a, a marathon runner or an Ironman, um, and what happens is effectively afterwards, you, you, you piss what looks like Coke, like, like muddy wow. water. As soon as I, I, I did a, a 405 kilo deadlift, which maybe to mum, some people might not have seen a lot, but that was on an axle. So there was no flex in the bar. The bar was this um, thick. It was a hard lift. And again, I wasn't 33 stone. You know, I was 25 stone, 24 stone. What's the world record? Uh, five, Yeah, so it's like yeah. 9% less than the world record. Yeah, and again, you know, they were, oh. you know, obviously like super pro athletes. And this, not that I want to keep going about this. Is was that half, almost half a ton? 500 kilos yeah, half yeah, a ton, yeah. yeah. So you, you deadlift almost half a ton? 405, yeah. yeah. So yeah, it was a it was a big lift, and it won me the competition. And that particular competition, it, it won me the the British and the European title for that comp. Wow! It was great, and I sort of finished for me what was relatively on top. Um, but when I finished it, I had nosebleeds for at least a week. I had a continuous headache for about ten days, and for about an hour after the competition, I didn't even know my wife's name. I couldn't remember yeah. where the car was. No idea where the car was parked. And when I went for a wee. It was literally like I was pouring Diet Coke. Down That's the crazy. So your body's, ba- you've put your body through so much trauma. Yeah. That, the kidneys that, that just is... cannot process it. Yeah. Um, and for me, I think all of those things combined. Yeah. When I went to the doctors and had my next lot of blood tests done for my knee replacement. Yeah. They were like, mm, yeah, we're going to have to put the knee replacement on hold for a while because your kidney function has dropped. And then since then, it's just continued to drop and drop and drop. And just recently, I think it was about two weeks ago, I'm now on the transplant list. Yeah. So yeah, things have kind of taken their toll yeah yeah well wow Wow. yeah Yeah. but you know i'm very much like you know it is what it is and it's just opened another it's opened another door now for me another opportunity to kind of go well yeah people don't have to take it to the extremes you did no no obviously like what being in shape and feeling good about yourself and being confident is not necessarily correlated to being able to deadlift half a time is it like not at all you you know not at all and i think that's, that's that's important for people to see that that you know, whether it's me or whether it's someone else, you can use that person to, to look at in a 
in a, in an aspirational way. Yeah, not I necessarily to achieve what that person achieved. Yeah. You know, I don't think every runner goes out thinking they're going to compete with Mo Farah next next no. marathon. No, are they? Do you know what I mean? No. But but it doesn't mean that runners it doesn't gain and really help your mental health and improve your life mm. if, you, if you do regularly do running. But one, uh, so these are basic. The next part is more me kind of as a wanting to learn. I mean, a lot of it, all the questions are, but particularly these are wanting to learn. So one thing, I mean, I'm, I'm assuming that you've, this has been something that you've tracked, but like with testosterone and stuff, how important is, obviously there's an epidemic with lower testosterone now with, um, I think they say that like people have a quarter compared to their granddads or something crazy like that. Why do you have, like, do you have an opinion of why you think people have lower testosterone now or? Yeah, I mean, look, I'm not an expert in this far from it. Um, but there are links to activity level and testosterone level. Yeah. Um, there are links to um, the amount of lean tissue that you've got and testosterone level. Yeah. Um, you know, testosterone is, is an important, you know, it's an important hormone. Um, and there's obviously people that, well, basically, once you hit about 23, 24, your testosterone levels are That's on a, dip. are on a, yeah, they're on a, they're on a slide, yeah. you know, coming down. And I think there's so many things in life that maybe things kind of get confused with or put into a, on a shelf along with other things. If we're immobile, if we're not outside, you know, in the sunshine and doing positive things and yeah. moving our bodies and, you know, and if we're always eating shit food, you know, and I'm not saying you have to live like a rabbit all the time no. and eat, eat fresh, you know, all of these things together, your mood is going to drop, mm. you know, and, and mood and testosterone levels are quite closely linked. Yeah, I mean, like I said, I'm not an expert in this, but... Um, no, I'm, I'm, you know. I'm asking you as someone as a, who is a performance athlete, and we all know that testosterone is linked to being strong, right? So, you know, I, I, I just, I just want I mean, do you, like... Did you, like, when you was at your peak and you was training, like, thought, like, training at your peak, did you, did you notice, did you ever have your bloods taken? Like, were your test, it's your, it was your test? No, I've never had it done. No, no. I've never had it done. I have used Bulgarian Tribulus. Yeah. And there was another one I used, which, which was, which is basically that mixed in with something else. Yeah. It's a boost. And just, yeah. Whoa. You know, like, that's, uh, that was incredible. Yeah. You know, I, I, I thought that was immense. Um. But yeah, do you know what? Again, I'm I'm gonna link this. I think I think we can kind of we can kind of point anything towards anything. And we can say, oh, you know, I'm not strong because I've got low testosterone. But I think if we can just put all that to one side and just imagine that blood tests weren't available, it's your anchor. Habit to get into the room. Right I remember thing, being in a in a commercial gym on their seated row machine, right? Visualizing this truck pull that I had to do, right? <laughs> There's a massive rope, I've got 30 meters to pull this truck. I don't, I've never considered myself to be, you know, unholy strong. It was always competitive when I was competing. I never dominated anything, you know. But I remember being in this, in this, in this room with flipping Spice Girls or something playing in the background, you know. With this, <laughs> You'd like that, wouldn't you? <laughs> and I, don't, I don't mean in person. I mean yeah. like. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And I'm on this seated row machine. And obviously you're supposed to sit there. It's got two handles. You put a chest on your pad and you pull this weight in towards you. Yeah. And I was like, right. I can't simulate pulling a truck i don't have a truck i don't have a massive rope i can't do this until event day so i had to get my head in the zone of being able to do this so i was like right but what i'm going to do is i'm going to go and do this seated row machine and it went up to about 
120 kilos or whatever. And I thought, I'll, I'll grab it with one arm and did it. And I was like, <laughs> right, okay, done that. And I was like, right, but I need to get in the zone. That isn't a truck, Alex. You've got to get in the zone. And I remember going to get like another sort of 25 kilo plate, strapping it onto the machine in this commercial gym. And everyone's like, yeah. what's this idiot doing? <laughs> but honestly, I was, I could have been anywhere. You could have put me underground somewhere. You could have put me on the moon, but I was fucking in the zone. Yeah. And I was going to pull that with one arm and I was going to simulate grabbing that rope and pulling myself forwards. And I think it is, you know, a lot of people talk about, a lot of psychologists talk about visualization. And I think you can overcome anything. Your mind is so powerful, you know, in terms of what you can achieve. I've actually got booked a firewalk, you know, where you walk across hot coals. Yeah. Because I just want to prove to myself. You, know, <laughs> that you can do it. I want to prove to myself I can do it. I've got an ice, um, an ice bath in the garden. You know, every morning I go and sit in it. Fucking freezing. You do it, yeah? Mm. And I don't do it for the health benefits. I do it because I want to prove to myself that any, I can overcome anything. They're amazing though, aren't they? They are. I mean, the health benefits, I'm sure, you know, have got massive yeah. lists. And I'm, again, not an expert, not going to profess to be. I didn't get it for that. I got it because I was like, if I can get up at five o'clock in the morning, strip down to my boxers, look up at the clouds and see it raining, and even worse, when the wind's blowing, that's hard when the wind's blowing. Yeah. And uh, I just, I, I count to five, but on three, I'm in. Bang, sat down, arse on the floor, water over my shoulders. I'm sitting there shaking. Yeah. And I, I go, no, Alex, you calm yourself down. Because if you can push yourself through this, you can push yourself through anything. Yeah. And pff, there's not been a day since then. Now, many of us are self-employed, right? Yeah. And you go to bed thinking whether, you, whether you're a billionaire, millionaire, or yeah. somewhere close or not. Yeah. That sits on your mind. You never have a, a night's rest. You know, it's always on your, on your mind. Since I've been doing that, everything's been so much more manageable. Yeah, and I got it from listening to an Anthony Joshua. Uh, um, um, I think he was being interviewed by um, Philip Neville, Gary Neville. Uh, it's called The Overlap. Yeah, the, yeah, yeah, it's great. Yeah, I've seen brilliant it. Podcast. I haven't really, seen really well the done. AJ one, but I've seen it. And he says, what, what's, what's a bit of advice you could give anyone? And he went, cold showers. Yeah. So if you can stand in a cold shower or stand in a shower and then bosh, flip it around to cold and just stand there and endure it, it's a real good analogy for anything else in yeah. life. And I was like, I like that. And I started doing it. And honestly... I've just noticed everything just seems to be a little bit easier yeah. each day. I, I, I'm, um, I love, I, I've got a membership down the road and they've got a, a cold plunge in there. I haven't got one at home, but I you know, maybe need to look into that. But um, I go through phases where I do it and then phases where I don't. And um, what I find amazing with the cold plunge is it's a resilience you build up, but as soon as you stop, you lose the resilience again. You so, know, day one, so there's a video on my social media. If you scroll down, hilarious even i look at it now and think oh mate, why did you post that <laughs> yeah. you're like such tit i did 34 seconds on day one really and i was like no nope, uh, getting out and i couldn't even get all the way under i was up Shot. to like here yeah now i'm at 20 minutes wow i've got ice in there and all sorts of stuff and um, amazing no you're right once you stop you know it, i was listening to someone the other day saying something about if you can do three to six minutes yeah and i was like well i'll do seven then yeah you know, that's yeah. kind of You've got to build, you have to build it up, don't well, you? Well, yeah, and that's exactly what I did. Every day I videoed myself just to kind of keep an accurate time. You could edit it and see when, I, when my shoulders went under to when my shoulders come out, exactly what the time was. Yeah. And by the time I'd done it, my daughter came downstairs and she'd be saying, how long did you do today, Daddy? No, and I'd be like, oh, I did five minutes and four seconds. And she was like, oh, what are you going to do tomorrow? I'm like, well, I'm going to do five minutes and 35 yeah, seconds. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, you, you know, it, it just became a little competition. And I think if, you're, if you've got space for them, 
you don't have to get an expensive one. You know, you can, I'm pretty sure you could probably make one. In fact, when I was a strongman, I had a customer that was um, a plumber and he was in the process of getting me one of these old-fashioned water tanks out of yeah. someone's loft and for me to make shift that in the garden. But the wife would never none of it. Well, like, oh. that was before ice baths were cool as well, obviously. Yeah, yeah, you yeah. Know, so yeah. Because and they, they, are, are, they are a bit of a, you know, a bit of a fad. Yeah, yeah. But honestly, like, we're, we're moving house and we've already found a spot for it in the garden. Wow, it, that's good. It's yeah. coming with me, yeah. you know, and the aim is to try and do it every day, you know. And yeah. I think I did, the longest I ever did was something like, 62 days every day amazing and the, the, the yeah the change was was immense but you know everyone's got a i'd like to think everyone's got a shower or access to a shower Yeah, hopefully yeah. you know just stick it on cold give it a go yeah see how long you can last what about um what about saunas by the way do, 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 i mean do you use saunas are you into saunas do you recommend saunas i i, I don't i don't use saunas um i've got a funny story though <laughs> I used to be a geezer. You know? I used to be a chav. I used to have a gold chain. Yeah. And I remember sitting in this sauna once, sat forward, and the gold chain's obviously dangling. We were in there with mates, all chatting around, mucking around. And I sat back. <laughs> obviously, oh, no. it's my chest to hell. Yeah. Um, but do I recommend saunas if you want? Do you know what I mean? I, again, I don't really know too much about it. I used to use them um, before I went on holiday with my mates. If I, one year we went to Arbifa. 2000 um spain world cup and um and we knew it was going to be real hot i think one day it hit about 44 over there wow that's cold, yeah, yeah yeah it's Too hot, hot. Isn't it? but again this is the first time i've been abroad really yeah. so <laughs> yeah. i was like oh acclimatize yeah. so i just started sitting in a sauna <laughs> yeah uh, for like 20 minutes after the gym and stuff but um yeah yeah why not give it a go if you, if you can you like it yeah so a few more things so what about supplements is there any you know i talking about people spending money and blah, blah, blah. Like the supplement industry is, I mean, I've got like 10 pots of supplements and I've opened them once and never used them. Like, uh, is there any supplements you recommend? Is it, are there, are, you know, are there any ones that are useless? No brands particular, obviously, but what's your opinion on supplements in general? For Probably. me, I can't really be asked with it, to be honest yeah. with you. You know, like, it's not, honest, like not like I can't be asked to answer your question. I'm a bit bored now, Luke. I want yeah, to go home. Honest, um, no, like, do you know what? It, people talk about, you know, well, you know, how many protein shakes a day do you have? And that's a standard question I get asked yeah. all the time. And I'm like, well, wouldn't you, like, I'll for me. i have to delete that from here. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but yeah, it's like, you don't, why would you want to have a protein shake? It's not real. You know, it's going to have lots of detriments, you know, if you just keep drinking protein shakes all the time. Personally, I'd rather eat real food. Yeah. Um, and that's really where I am these With days. It, yeah. At the moment, all I take, all I take is I take a kidney supplement. Yeah. Um, Milk thistle or something like that. No, that's for that's the that's liver, good. that one, oh, isn't sorry, it? Sorry, um, sorry. No, I don't even know what this one is. Yeah. To be honest with you, I just bought off Amazon for yeah, anything that'll help. Come on, yeah. let's, let's do it. Yeah. And I use ZMA, um, which is zinc, magnesium, and something beginning with A. And... Uh, <laughs> I use that at night time um, because someone said to me when I was in my early 20s, oh, you should use this. He said, because, you know, I use it all the time. I have four hours sleep. I wake up feeling like I have eight. <laughs> and I was like, I'll have some of that. Yeah. And touch wood, you know, I do fall asleep so much easier, you know, um, with that. Because zinc and magnesium both help you sleep, don't they? So. Yeah. So, you know, there's loads of things you could talk about. Creatine? People talk about creatine again yeah. with kidney failure. That's not great because that's what the kidney struggles to um, oh. to filter because oh, right. that's what's in the muscle. That's the waste product. Um, but um, yeah, 
for me, things like creatine, it comes with a massive amount of water retention. So what you're going to do is you're going to start using it. You're going to start noticing you're getting a bit bigger. You're yeah. going to start noticing you're getting a bit stronger. But you can't be on it forever. You, maybe you do four, six weeks, let's say, on it. You have to come off. But you've gained 100% of results from that. What you don't know is you're going to lose about 80% of it because yeah. it's mainly water. Yeah, yeah. So what you see is you see 80% loss. You don't see the 20% gain. So you again go down that kind of psychological yo-yo, which is then, well, what should I use next? Yeah, and next it, thing, I think next thing, next yeah, thing, next thing. You know, I'm I've sure been there. I, 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 people are going to argue with there. that and yeah. crack on. That's fine. Yeah. But that's that's my take on it is but, you're looking at the bigger picture. And you're looking for sustainability, aren't you? And if mm. everything you, you know. Something's real. Yeah. You know, yeah. and what, what annoys me about creatine is, the again, the marketing. <laughs> Yeah. Um, I do have a TV, you know what I mean? I'm not yeah. like that against it. Um, You're not a complete caveman. <laughs> no. But again, like they'll say on there, you need to load it. You should have like, you know, three weeks of loading it five times a day. And when you understand what creatine does, it's not in your body long enough to yeah. do that. You want to take it as a pre-workout, sort of half hour, 40 minutes beforehand, and that's it. That's another one, pre-workouts. Um, I occasionally will have... If I want to do a real heavy session and I know that I haven't slept very well, mm. you know, and life isn't really pointing towards me having the session that I wanted, either I'd rejiggle my training, yeah, stick it in another day, or I'd, I'd stick in some caffeine. Uh, for me, I like like the the, the rain, uh, like energy drinks, like Monster Cam things. Yeah, so I'd, have, yeah. I'd have one of those maybe, and I'm like an immature child. You know? I, honestly, I'm just like you know, yeah. <laughs> just, yeah, you don't want to be around me when I've had one of those. But, but you the thing used, is, you sorry, you use it at the right time. Yeah, I don't, it's not like a daily thing. Because you didn't have a coffee today. No, no, so I've never don't... had a cup of coffee in my life. Yeah, so you're <laughs> using it. So that's your that's your way of getting you going, and you've used yeah. it as a way to. But you see, what you got to remember though, and this is the thing when it comes to real life, you stick in a pre workout, whether it's one of the ones off the shelf, you know, yeah. one of these branded ones, or whether it's just, you know, a double espresso. What goes up must come down, and if you go and have a massive workout with loads and loads of caffeine you're going to you know, burn more calories, so you're then going to be hungrier. Mm. And if you've only then got what's in your lunchbox, you're going to find yourself in your vending machine having something else. <laughs> yeah. So it becomes a complete detriment, do you know what mm. I mean? Mm. Um, and then also, like I said, you know, what goes up must come down. If I go and have a workout in the morning with a pre-workout, and then I'll find myself at 10 o'clock in the morning like this at my desk, you know, then not really giving a very good service to my clients and, yeah. you know, and helping my staff out and whatnot. So use it when you need it. Yeah. As a pet, Otherwise, as a, you're just going to yo-yo. And most people, I think, if you are a coffee drinker, you don't just have one cup of coffee a day. You'll have, <laughs> you'll have <laughs> you know, I'll, there'll be I'll multiple. Well, that's, yeah. that's great. You yeah, know? And yeah. I think if you can swerve over to that, but you see people will have these peaks and troughs yeah. and effectively they're living off of caffeine every two hours. Yeah, it's no good. Uh, you know, because it, it, your body will start, wanting other forms of energy mm. which usually in the office place is going to be trips down the corridor to the vending machine you'll come back with and all of those little extra yeah, you're not going to come up. back with a kiwi or an apple are you in the it, office place. you know it would be lovely <laughs> wouldn't it if that yeah. would happen so um i thought this i, I thought this was interesting because this this question and hopefully you'll think it's interesting but what is something that you know now i mean you may have already covered it but what is something that you know now that you wish you knew when you was younger either something you wish you always did or wish you'd never done from a longevity perspective in 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 hindsight basically is there anything yeah yeah i think i i would have put in more time off really yeah trained I mean, less 
Yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm, you know, I still train five, sometimes even six days a week. I mean, if you were to count what I do on a Sunday, I, I take a long walk on a Sunday, you know, um, about a long walk, about an hour and a half, whatever. So some people may even consider that to be exercise. Um, I do that because if I don't do it, I'll, I'll irritate people, you know, because I'm, you, you know, yeah, I'll just you be like, to, <laughs> got to do like something. That, yeah. But yeah, I think probably what I would have done is if when I look back at when I was 16, 17, I was pushing it hard. Um, <clears throat> and so was, so was my friend. We're training together, and it was great because we we you know we we became big, we became strong, and I suppose really it kind of gave me the springboard to kind of where I've got to now. But you know, knee replacements aren't funny. You know, in my forties, you know I mean, I'm I'm thirty years premature there. Um, you know, and the back pain and the injuries that I've had. You know, have I sacrificed the social life? I suppose sometimes. You might look at it as a yes because you know lots of my friends would 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 consider a social life being a night out on the piss. Yeah, and I, I you know I certainly did that in my younger days. Um, but yeah, I think if I would could go back again and think, you know what, if I hadn't have pushed those calories that hard, if I hadn't have hit that flipping ibuprofen, you know, and if I had have just been a little bit more sensible with my training and trained how I coach my clients, which yeah. will be so many weeks where you're pushing it at certain percentages followed by a, a week where you're pulling yourself back that's really interesting i've never heard anyone say that before so my perception is i just destroy myself and then do nothing destroy myself do nothing but what you're saying is that you can have intent high intensity weeks and low yeah. intensity weeks yeah oh, that, and that's how yeah. you know look if, if you were to go in the gym I don't do today yeah. for example and we took you for a one rep max deadlift right that's going to smash you to bits, mm. you know. Um, and if Louis then, then a couple of days, you know, every day now for the next sort of four or five days, you went to the gym, you did all these hard workouts mm. and stuff. The following two weeks, you're not going to be on form, you know. So you're going to then going to start, you know, you're going to start eating yourself up. So if you go back in the gym next week and go, well, that one rep max deadlift that I did last week, I'm going to beat that. Well, you, you yourself, most people probably wouldn't realise that, well, the fact that you did a one rep max deadlift last week, you ain't got a chance in hell beating that this week. Yeah. And Not, then the fact that you tried to, you get despondent, you get demotivated. And then what happens? Yeah. You know, we go back to what we spoke yeah. about earlier on, which was where people sort of falling off, not seeing the results. If yeah. you're not seeing the results, why are you going to carry on? You know, oh, it doesn't work. I'll try another diet. I'll try some supplements, you know, and, it, yeah, and the list yeah, goes yeah. on and on and on. So, yeah, for me, we would, we would effectively... I kind of use it's a it's a it's a method of training that you know maybe people will remember what this is or they they still use it but it's called periodization and ultimately every pro athlete will be following this to some degree so if you rec have you noticed that every every time you switch on the olympics or the the you know, world athletics or whatever people always seem to hit world records on that day yeah not the competition that they did 3 weeks before that day this is because what they're doing is they're looking at, this is the day they want to achieve the greatest result. So everything up until that point is stepping stones, right? And it's not just like, I'll do a bit more. Next week, I'll do a bit more. It doesn't work like that. You need to recover. So what I use is basically kind of like a three steps up. So if we were talking about running and yeah. you wanted to hit 100 miles on this day, we'd go, well, I'm going to do five miles this week. Next week, I'll do 10 the week after, I'll do 15, but the week after, I'll do seven and a half. Yeah, interesting. So I'm still doing more than I did on week one, but not as much as I did on week two. So effectively, it's a recovery week. Mm. And if you follow that process over and over and over, your peak week, week three, will always be every 
sort of fourth week will become a bit more and a bit more. And if you were to diary that in for the date that you want to be achieving your world record or your personal record, you guarantee it happens. Yeah. So when people come to me saying, Alex, I'm I'm thirty stone, but I'd like to be I'd like to be fifteen stone. And you know, I've got my nephew's wedding next July. I can calculate that. Yeah. You know, because that's you cool. follow that reversed from work backwards from the date you want to be in shape for. Clever. And it is that that to me always used to be so complicated. But when you strip it back and you're like, shit, well that makes perfect sense. Why does a boxer land on that day at that way absolutely on point mm. in not just in terms of their physical ability but their mental ability their yeah. recovery their injuries everything's there because everything is pointed the same as formula one same as football yeah, everything yeah. is calculated and Rather that's just that's what i'm talking about when i say to people we remove the guesswork people don't think about things that intricately mm. but if you can think that intricately or learn things that intricately the whole process becomes fun because you'll know well when you go in the gym today and you do this, this, and this. The reason you're doing this, this, and this is because in three weeks' time, you're going to do that. Yeah. And this is the stepping stones to that. And then we do that. Three weeks after that, we do this. Yeah. And you're always working towards something. And if people do dip, they're not going to be despond- because you're supposed sad to. by it because they understand. It's supposed, yeah, you're supposed to. Yeah, yeah. And I suppose it gives you, again, more longevity and you, you know, you've got more, more, more. And that's what I mean. If I, if I had have known that, you know, way back when, would I have achieved more than what I achieved? You know, in, in my life so far, in terms of the physical stuff, I think, yeah, I would have done. Yeah. Because all I was doing before was just going on pure grit and determination, having a training partner that was mental as I was. We yeah. both, you don't meet that many people in life that have got this flick, this switch in their head. They can just go, people go, oh, beast mode. <laughs> you know, yeah. you know what I mean? Proper. Yeah. yeah like yeah. we were trained till nosebleeds, Wait, being yeah. sick, we'd go mental. Yeah. And can imagine that's that. what kind of took us through. Yeah. So, yeah, training smart. Yeah. Well, Lovely to speak to you, Alex. I could talk to you for another hour, but I think we've um, I think we've done enough, mate. Cameron's asleep. Look, yeah, got, he's got his hood up. <laughs> he's had a great time. I wonder no, what the snoring noise was. Lovely <laughs> to speak to you, Alex. And um, obviously, just to repeat again, if people want to get in contact with you, it's Alex Beavis on social, yeah. different social platforms. B double E. Yeah, it, it, yeah. B double E V I S. And it, did you say Facebook is the preferred one, or there is no preferred? There's no real preferred. No. That's where. You know, that's where most of the content is most consistent, I'd say. Brilliant. Well, thank you so much for coming today. No, it's been emotional. I appreciate it. <laughs> yeah, thank you so much for coming. And um, yeah, you've been uh, watching episode three of Keep a Luke Out. Thank you very much. All the best. God bless. Cheers.